Hello, my name is Daniel Müllensiefen. I'm a senior lecturer in psychology at Goldsmith, University of London, as well as the scientist in residence for Adam and Eve DDB, a large advertising agency in London. I'm going to present a workshop on audio branding and uh, testing at the ABA Congress in 2015. And... In my workshop, I'd like to cover the various different ways in which you can scrutinize the fit of music to a brand, the fit of music to an advertising campaign, or just a particular radio or TV ad. And what can we do as psychologists to uh, justify or to scrutinize uh, the music that we choose and that we think is going to enhance the, the brand? Currently, I'm working on a range of projects. So I'm working on uh, academic projects as well as industry-related projects. And what I'm trying to do uh, is to strike this fine balance between academic rigor and scientific rigor. So running projects that uh, can go into peer-reviewed journal and use uh, academic standards, but also trying to answer real-world questions that are relevant to industry and are relevant to uh, sound and audio designers in some instances. And that's sometimes a tough challenge um, because it's often tempting as an academic to slightly alter the question and answer a question that's easier to tackle in scientific terms, but then it's not as relevant to um, the people working in the industry and the people wanting an answer from you. Recently, I've been working with a range of new technologies, and uh, these are biosignal sensors. So that means uh, galvanic skin response sensors as well as heart rate sensors. The advantage of these new sensor technologies is that they're wearable, so you can uh, wear them in your daily lives or during shopping experiences or during uh, aesthetic experiences like going to a concert or going to um, the theatre and you can measure uh, people's arousal responses. So you don't have to ask people um, but you can take their bio-responses to any stimulus they see and then if you're able to align what people see or hear with how they respond in terms of their um, heart rate or in terms of their skin response, it might tell you about their internal emotional arousal states. And this can be very, very valuable information that you wouldn't be able to gather otherwise. And we've uh, just done a, a large project uh, wiring 10 people up while they listen to uh, the entirety of Wagner's Ring der Nibelung on four sub subsequent nights and trying to identify what makes Wagner's music so special in terms of its emotional arousal potential. And similarly, uh, the same techniques can be used to identify um, features and triggers in music that go along to TV ads or that are played in commercial contexts. So what is it about the music that gets you aroused, that gets your attention and that makes you receptive to the brand message or the brand profile that you're presented with. And this is part what I want to talk about in the workshop and I think it's quite an exciting avenue to go down. So these new biosignal technologies, they're fairly cheap, they're uh, portable, they're variable and uh, they can answer questions in situations where other neuroscience methods like EEG or fMRI would be completely impractical. Also I think these variable devices are connected um, to other uh, recent developments in the audio branding world or in the marketing world and that includes uh, personalization of uh, 
ad messages or branding messages to specific individuals that have specific customer and marketing profiles and also to specific contexts and situations in which you might find yourself in. So the idea that we um, can track where people go, what they see, what they listen to, and then get an immediate feedback of how they react to it in terms of emotional responses is a very interesting and attractive one. And um, you can think of eye trackers or variable eye trackers that are built into glasses or uh, these portable GSR or heart rate sensors that you take with you. And um, uh, what people are trying uh, or trialing at the moment in, in London and other big cities is to personalize, for example, outer outdoor advertising. That means you get specific ads or hear specific ads uh, when you're in a certain type of, of context. And that could be through your streaming device if you're listening to music or through your um, uh, in front of your YouTube clips and, and so forth. So this is quite an interesting area. I'm uh, still thinking there's uh, still a long way to go to make this work really uh, seamless and, and smooth. But um, many people are working on it and it's very exciting to see what, what can be done in this world. So I think one of the interesting developments that are coming on in the audio branding industry is this idea of uh, personalization and uh, individualization. So the idea that you might have specific audio content uh, that is not just um, there once for the brand and tailored to the brands, but you might use different kinds of audio assets to appeal to different target audiences and to get them interested in your product or in your brand. Um, so if you have a, a product or brand that where the intention is uh, to create an appeal for a very diverse age group from 20-year-old to 60-year-olds, uh, music and audio is one of the prime vehicles where you can clearly delineate people and where you can uh, address your mes message to different groups very easily because the sounds that we're familiar with from uh, our late youth and early 20s are the sounds that we are most responsive to. And this um, can very well help to um, segment markets and segment a com consumer audience. And I think this is something that um, audio branding companies are increasingly aware of and are working on at the moment. And that's a highly interesting trend. The other changes and progress that I see is that at least with some big companies, uh, audio branding or audio assets, sound branding is uh, coming more towards an, into the mainstream marketing mix. So along with visuals, with uh, outdoor advertising and so forth, people, marketing managers, in, at least in some large corporations, are thinking about the audio side of things as well, which is uh, good news. Uh, probably for all of us involved in that area. So when I'm thinking of the ABA Awards in Berlin, it's highly exciting to uh, to think about the event. So Berlin is a is a really exciting city. There's a lot of uh, work going on there in the audio world. It's a very creative city. A lot of music has come from there. There are composers, uh, thousands of studios and producers who are out there. And this uh, huge talent... Um, it's just around. So it's a perfect city to have a, an audio branding congress there. Of course, I'm also very excited to be part of the Academy Day that precedes the actual awards day. 
um, and to give one of the uh, few workshops there. I'm also looking very much forward to the other workshops pre being presented because I think that um, copyright issues, licensing and, and sync issues are very interesting and also the introduction into uh, audio branding by Steve Keller should be highly exciting, especially for people who come from outside the field.